Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jada, Dundalk and Cavan. Check out the new sporty and spacious Renault Arcana in petrol and full hybrid. Guaranteed delivery, low AP or finance and 48-hour test drive. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Welcome to Midweek Late Lunch on LMFM Radio on the cusp of Easter. And we have an Easter theme on the show today, eggs. Do you love your Easter eggs? People just go mad this time of the year for eggs. Well, we're going to be talking to Simon O'Keefe from Local Lear Chocolates. He's joining us a little bit later on and don't they produce such a wonderful range. Lots more besides coming up over the next couple of hours. I'll keep you posted as we move along. And if you want to get in touch with us on the show, don't forget the usual numbers. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text to me directly here to studio. Now, we're going to Kells for our first story uh, uh, this Wednesday afternoon on the show. And I'm delighted to welcome Susanna Hadour to Late Lunch. Hello, Susanna. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good, but I'm really sad too. And, you know, I've had many sad stories on this show through the years, but I have to say this story really touched me immensely. And you might begin, first of all, by reminding our listeners about this little boy, Milo. What does he live with? What conditions has he? So he has uh, Lee syndrome. He was diagnosed with Lee syndrome uh, when he was born. Uh, Three years ago, he went to Philadelphia to the best doctors with Lee syndrome and basically with mitochondrial uh, syndromes. Um, And he was diagnosed with Mabry syndrome there as well. Uh, So he has two syndromes at the moment. And as well with that, he was diagnosed uh, last year with epilepsy as well. So um, he has a lot, a lot going on. And these uh, syndromes you mentioned there, um, they're neurological disorders, they're progressive and and it's a loss of physical and mental activity, both. Yes, yes, yes. So he needs a lot of care, a lot of attention. And like any family, his mum and his dad and his brother and everyone involved uh, want to have the very best and get the very best treatment from. And he went abroad and, and that, that made a, an impact, didn't it? That that visit yeah. abroad. I mean, Philadelphia helped him a lot. He used to have problems with his stomach. He's on special food right now uh, from Philadelphia. Uh, that doesn't give him any troubles with his stomach. Uh, so it's it's been such a great help um, for him. And yes. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's eleven years of of age now with these years, two yeah. and and three now rare conditions with the ep- epilepsy uh, diagnosed yeah. as well. Now, do you know what I I just I had a light bulb moment and I know Louise said it to me earlier on this morning and it didn't register with me, but it's registered with me since. I spoke to his mum. You know this. I spoke with Alicia when yeah. Milo was modelling, wasn't he, for Dunn Stores? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. He, uh, was, he did some modelling, didn't he, for a special range of clothing? He did, yeah, for Dunn Stores. Yeah, that was just before he went to Philadelphia as well. So uh, it was amazing to see him and to, to see Dunn Stores helping us as well with uh, with the special needs uh, clothes like the yeah. people need, like, you know. Yes, yes. And they're hard to get and they're not commonplace, etc. And it was great to get Dunn Stores on board. His yeah. mother adored him. She lived for him, didn't she? I mean, Alicia, for she lived for Milo, yes. Uh, she was an amazing mother for Milo and Livio as well. Yes. Uh, she would have done anything for them. And she did. She really did for all the years that she has lived. 
And I'm looking at the pictures of the family here on the desk before me and I'm looking at her and him and the the whole lot of them together. Happy times. But the real sad news is that... What age age was Elise? She's only in her late 30s. She was 38. She would have been 39 in the next two days. And she's passed away at the uh, March time, was it? Yeah. Uh, 1st of March, yes. On the 1st of March she passed away. Um, she gave everything to her family and the children, and especially, uh, you know, Milo. And she she wasn't she she was working away as hard as she could. And uh, is it true that she wasn't sort of feeling well herself? But she put that aside. She did, yes. Uh, she, I mean, she always wanted to come back home. Uh, when, whenever she was in hospital, she wanted. Uh, she always wanted to go back to Milo and the family. Um, so. Mm. So she she was feeling unwell and didn't pay. You know, she she had a lot on her plate. She was thinking about yeah, other people, yeah. and she did. She sort of disregarded symptoms and that did. she had for a while, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But ultimately, she had to go herself, and she was diagnosed with cancer. Yes. Yeah. And uh, my God Almighty, uh, the uh, sadness that that brought around the family and everybody, I'd say, was unbelievable. You're close to them. Uh, yes, I'm the close friend uh, of the family the past 12 years. Mm. And I mean, it was just, it was unbelievable when we found out the news that Alicia uh, unfortunately passed away. And I mean, it's still hard to believe till, till nowadays, you know. Mm. So um, he's look, he, he looks for her, doesn't he? He wonders where she is, Milo. Yes, yes. Like he looks at her pictures. He smiles at her pictures, you know. The smile is still there, you know. Sometimes it's it's taken away. Um, nowadays as well but but it's still there sometimes and he does smile to the pictures of Alicia now So Eric uh, uh, the dad uh, Livio and Milo are uh, you know trying to cope at this time with her enormous loss the, 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 the fulcrum of the family the woman that was at the heart of everything Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Alicia was in charge of everything I mean she was doing such an amazing job uh, taking care of the kids and, and you know, even little things at home like making dinner and all this, like Eric has to learn all that by himself now and, and it's just, it's sad, you know. It's really touching and one of the saddest, I say it again, cases that I've ever come across, you know, that a, a mum given everything, caring for her child is taken away all too young at 38 years of age. Family originally from Poland, but they've been here uh, a long time in Ireland. Yeah, they've been here about 16 years. Yes. 17 years, yes. Yes, they're a long time. They really are more Irish than the Irish ourselves yeah. now, <laughs> to be honest with you, at this stage. But we have to say, in Kells, in the community there, of uh, all uh, people of, uh, from native people from me, people who've come to live there, etc., there's been a huge rally round in support. Yes, I mean, the support we're getting is amazing. Uh, uh, the, community, the community and even the, all the close friends of Alicia, they're all coming together and they're all trying to help us. So, uh, I mean, I can't thank anyone so much of what they're doing, you know. Mm, I, I read... It's I, amazing. It's amazing. And I'll tell you, that Facebook post, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, uh, written yeah. on behalf of Milo about his mammy. It'd just yeah. break your heart to read it, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's just, we try to get into Milo's head and try to put it out what he's thinking. Yes. Uh, so that's that's what the post is about. Mm, it's It's absolutely beautiful. I just want to read a few words from it. It says on yeah. the Facebook... My hope was diminished the day my beloved mammy passed away to heaven. My mother, who fought so much for me, who did everything to make my life colourful, she understood me so well. She sacrificed so much to make me healthier, happier. She gave me so much. And all in her unconditional love, she probably forgot about herself. That's what I was mentioning a moment ago, and her own health. It's too late now. I miss you so much, mammy. Uh, what, what will happen next? I'm so afraid. But, ma'am, I'll continue to fight for you like you taught me and like you fought for your life till the very last moment. I'm proud of you, ma'am. Now you're closer to God. Please ask him for help for me and our family and for all the good people who will help us through these difficult times. Be our angel forever. I love you, mum. Isn't that just... 
take tears, yeah, tears from a stone, to be honest with you, when you, when you read those words. It's yeah. un- unbelievable. It, it really, really is. So look, at you and others have come together. This is the thing, the, the response, the goodness of people. You and others have come together and, and you formed a group now to support the family. Tell me about this. Yeah, so uh, so we, after Alicia passed away about two weeks ago, uh, my friend Sandra gathered everyone together uh, again and she said, this is the time we need to help again. And basically we set up a GoFundMe page for uh, Milo and his family and all the funds will go uh, directly to Eric and, um, and the family to help Milo with his complex of needs um, and just continue to fight the way Alicia did. Yes, and, you know, the response has been excellent so far. You have a, a working group form now, and I know you, you've uh, been meeting over the last 48 hours, and there's a big push uh, getting in behind this now. So, folks, it's a GoFundMe, GoFundMe page, Milo and Family. That's M-I-L-O, yeah. Milo and Family. And can I give out the email address as well that you have? You have an email set up if people want to get in touch. Either Milo and Family number one yep. at gmail.com. That's it. Milo and Family, the number one at gmail.com if you want to get in touch. Uh, I can only imagine now Eric uh, has the full responsibility for the children, Milo included, yeah, as you say, and the family and everything. And that brings with it, you know, many challenges, as you say, without a mum at the heart of the, of the family at this stage. Look, I, I wish you well with it, and it's a heartbreaking story. It really is one of the most I've ever covered on this show. But the people of Kells and Meath and Ireland, as you know, I don't have to remind you, Zana, great people. Yes, yes, that's uh, and thank you so much for having me. It really means a lot to, to me and to us and to Alicia's family as well. Uh, thank you so, so much, because it really means a lot. Ah, you're welcome. Anything we can do just to publicise it a wee bit and help with the push along and get some euros together there to help. Uh, that's yes, what we're here for. That's can, our job. We can't bring Alicia back, but we'll at least try and help him. Absolutely, absolutely. God, I'm just looking, as I said again, at the pictures here. Happy times and to see her yeah. there and to believe at 38 years of age she's gone and Milo is missing her so much is shocking it really really is anyway thank you so much for joining me today to tell us the story take care of yourself bye 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 that's Susanna Hadour there god you think you have trouble in your life don't you you really do and when you think of a a mum loss his champion Milo's champion at 38 years of age and as he said there and that's a fact she sacrificed everything for him even her health went perhaps she should have been a little bit more focused on paying attention to herself. She just didn't. She gave him everything. and Cancer came and took her at 38 years of age. It's horrendous. Milo and Family is the GoFundMe page. Milo and Family. Milo and Family 1 at gmail.com. That's the number one. Milo and Family 1, the number one, at gmail.com. If you, if you can do anything.com, uh, it would be fantastic. And I know... The call on us is multiple and many other deserving causes and we understand what's happening in the Ukraine as well. Look at all the support that has gone there. But you know the thing about Irish people and the well in Ireland? It's a deep one. It's a very deep well and the generosity is deep too and people always step up to the mark. And I know they're stepping up to the mark in this particular case too. We think of Eric, Livio and Milo today and we sympathise with them on their loss. And I know people will do their very, very best. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Time to hear more of Sinead Burke's banter. A massive electricity bill has hit the Burke household. Economic sanctions are to be implemented. History buffs will recall great military failures. The French at Agincourt. General Custer's last stand and Napoleon, losing the run of himself in Russia. All famous fiascos, because the Egypt at the front didn't know when to stop. Well, you may add me to that list. I have now joined the ignominious ranks of those brought down by ego. It all started in the immediate aftershock of last month's huge big electricity bill. In an immediate response to this fiscal threat, I launched a plan for a ground assault on our approaching penury clearly outlining a simple path to economic recovery. My intention was to offer a way forward to a future where we could still eat and pay our bills. 
as I report from the front lines, it's not going well. My first act was to introduce sanctions, barring any unauthorised use of the dryer, washing machine and dishwasher, outside of official Nightsaver times. In the frightening and shell-shocked days, just after the huge big electricity bill, I set my alarm clock to go off during the night, so I could creep quietly down the stairs before turning on all three very loud appliances in the kitchen, so they could simultaneously shout over each other and subsequently wake the entire house up. The good news is, now I have worked out how to use the time delay buttons. So it's more of a staggered nighttime chat between the white goods, and I don't have to get out of bed to press all the buttons. The success of this mission brought some surprising new intelligence. There are few things that will fill you with as much satisfaction in bed than lying under the covers, listening to each machine spark into life to do its allotted job at its programme time. And I say that as a happily married woman. Another advantage to the crisis is that I am getting my steps in by going on regular patrol around the house, theatrically sighing as I turn off random lights and televisions that have been left on for no reason at all and the place lit up like Las Vegas Strip. Money-saving measures were introduced into the weekly grocery shop. And in cold reflection, this is where I feel I lost the war. An army marches on its feet after all. I can picture my own defeat being played out on CNN. John King would be interviewing a revered military expert, asking where did it all go wrong for Sinead? Retired General McCaffrey, three star, would explain in the weary tone of a hero who's lost too many good men. Well done. The home advance was working well. It was the shopping list that brought her down. John would nod. And because he's on top of his game in these things, would say, and I think we can take a closer look at what you mean, General. Pressing a button to display a pathetically short and meagre shopping list on its magic wall of screens. The absence of biscuits is discussed. The lack of any nice chocolate or soft drinks is teased out. And their impact and morale is explored. Both concur. I was doomed to failure. And then the crucial point. The fatal turn towards disaster. The final battle when the rest of the Burks said enough and mutiny descended. It all came down to the stuffed crust pizzas, General, didn't it? Retired General McCaffrey, three star. Size. He's seen similar strategical cock-ups more times than any man should. Yes, John, it was. There's nothing wrong with own brand products. But when it comes to Friday night pizzas, they're just not as nice. Love it, Sinead. Satisfaction in bed. Machines whirring away in the kitchen. Whatever turns you on, Sinead. Absolutely love it. Thanks a million. Coming up on Late Lunch After Two, it's Easter eggs. And heading to news and uh, news and weather at two o'clock on Late Lunch this afternoon. Ah, for my little girl, Sarah, who has her own little girls now, Ava and Olivia. Yes, I called her, I told you before, after this song. Love Lizzie, love Sarah. Here it is, into two on Late Lunch. When you came in my life, you changed my world, my Sarah. Everything seems so right, my baby girl, my Sarah. Easter, what do we think about Easter? Yes, huge religious significance, no doubt about that. Springtime, lamb, but of course, chocolate and eggs at Easter time. What? It wouldn't be Easter without them. And of course, people just love to get a lovely egg or some nice chocolate to give as gifts at this time of the year. And they're so gratefully received. We're going to talk Easter eggs and more besides for the next while with a local business. Yes, Lear Chocolates from the Northeast here and joining us this afternoon is their head of sales, Simon O'Keefe. Hello, Simon. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good and I'm sure people are smiling. Just when you say the word chocolate and Easter egg, I think it brings a smile, doesn't it, to people's faces? Oh, it absolutely does. It's it's a brilliant introduction, I think, to any meeting or any event for that matter. Um, Nothing better than a box of chocolates to bring a smile to the face. 
Oh, certainly. I'm just salivating here, even thinking about it. Now, tell us about Lear Chocolates. Just a few facts and figures. When do you guys actually start making Easter eggs? Oh, well, the planning of Easter eggs, I mean, it goes back probably 18 months, maybe 24 months before Easter itself. So we'll be looking ahead at the latest trends and innovations and really trying to get ahead of them. Um, So we're, at the moment, even talking about, you know, Easter 23, Christmas 24, Mm. and that's how far ahead we plan it. Right. Um, In in terms of trying to produce and everything, we start that process back in uh, September, uh, October is when we will initiate our our first production on Easter. So for us, Easter is, it's almost year-round. It's definitely dominating the airwaves in there. Yeah, good to hear that, that there is such a lead-in. You know, you think they just appear and that's it, but there's a lot of planning and a lot of vision and foresight and projecting involved. And then you, you start making September, October. When when do you pop the first eggs into the shops? They'll start in January. Um, right. Now, we, we work in some um, export markets like Australia and New Zealand. And uh, as you can imagine, the journey time out there is a bit more than it is to uh, to, to Dublin or wherever. So we have to get those eggs out on the water for November to land in time for their Easter. Mm. Um, but for Ireland and for the UK markets, we would traditionally get them in around the first sort of two or three weeks of January. Um, albeit yes. that this Easter is a little bit later than last Easter, so we've, uh, you know, maybe February for, for some of the customers. Mm. But, you know, that, that's that's the name of the game. You've got to be in there early because uh, the competition and opposition are nearly in from St. Stephen's Day. I, I know this myself when the, the seasons change and you're looking ahead to the next big uh, holiday. How many eggs will uh, Lear uh, have made for this Easter time? This Easter we have um, just over a million eggs uh, we produce. Um, so it's been a record Easter for, for Lear um, and we would produce a lot of private label eggs for the UK and the Irish market. Yeah. You might necessarily see beer attached to that egg, but it'd be against the supermarket name. And um, But we also have the Lear brand, which I'm sure some of your listeners will be familiar with. And we produce Bailey's eggs uh, and Guinness eggs. Mm. So, so, so between all of those, um, it's over a million. So we're very happy with that number this year. When you mention Bailey's and Guinness, there's a, a strong market for those, even though they're brands of, of alcoholic drinks, a strong demand for the chocolate end of things. There is, yeah, a strong and growing demand. Um, so what, I mean, it's a, it's a premium adult gift and, and that's quite unique, I think, in the in the Easter egg space. Um, you would have a lot of, I suppose, child-orientated eggs, um, but certainly in export markets, we would have a big gap there for an adult premium treat. So it, it definitely fills that gap and the brands are so internationally recognised. Uh, it's a real advantage to us in export markets where, you know, we might struggle a bit more at Lear, mm. Um, at least Bailey's and Guinness are known. And, and we've actually combined the product development team here have done a great job creating lovely recipes. So you, you can really, I suppose, taste the quality in them as well. So that's, all of that makes a, a, great, a great product. What's new on the, the Lear brand itself this year in terms of innovation? What are you bringing to the market for the first time? Just an example, perhaps. Yeah, well, as a general innovation with Lear, we've tried to um, make all our packaging fully sustainable. Um, and that's been really important to us uh, in our future development, but also with the existing range that's come to the shaft this year. So you'll find that it's, it's largely plastic-free, and while we've had to use plastic, we've, we've made it fully recyclable. Um, so, so that's the first innovation. Mm. In terms of the product, um, I mean, I'd give my personal favourite, we have a Lear Nutty Egg, which is absolutely amazing. And it's, if you're a nut fan, I'd suggest that down to the shop if you can still find some stock, because it's a milk egg rolled in hazelnuts, and uh, it's just unbelievable from texture and taste. It's, it's a really unique product. Um, so I'd say keep an eye out for that. And we also have um, a salted caramel egg, a white chocolate, a milk chocolate. We have an egg for every case. Um, but as I said, a nut egg is, is definitely my favourite. So that's your number one. If you were to pin your colours to the mask, one above all else, and they're all gorgeous, I know. That'd be your pick. Yeah, I use them and I help you mention them. Um, so definitely my pick, yeah. And we have a, a little mini um, truffle with the same concept. Rolled in hazelnut. It's beautiful. And I would suggest if you can't pick the egg up, try and look for them as well. They're great. They're really delicious. Now, the, the shop, we know and uh, we know for the last couple of years, the, 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 the on-site shop has been closed and re- remains closed. What about online where you, ha- you were forced to migrate? You were developing that anyway, but uh, COVID forced your hand. What's that end of the business like? Is that a, a now a really significant part of your sales drive? 
It is, and I think like most businesses, we've had to adapt over the last 18 months uh, into the online space. And yeah, no, it, it definitely is. Look, I think that the shop, we, we in Lear missed the shop because it was a great way for us to meet, you know, everyone in the locality once or twice a year. And we missed that face-to-face. Um, but, but in terms of the online, we're really happy with how that's going. Um, so we've had to invest a lot. We've tried to make the website as user-friendly as possible. Uh, and actually, we're, we're really driving some good sales through there. And I suppose the advantage is we can give a bit more value for money on it. We can, you know, put deals across the line. And we, we, we're uh, constantly promoting on it. So it's been a really useful way to, to try and even reach new markets in Ireland, new customers that wouldn't be able to come into the store physically um, are now able to enjoy our products from com. And you know where you hear chatter all the time. So you hear this, it's, it's been a, a thing for a number of years now, where in the chocolate business, bars and eggs and things are getting smaller all the time. People will tell you, oh, this is not as big as it used to be, that. Uh, and, of course, on the other hand, prices going up because of the world situation. Where are Lee, Lear on both of those issues? Yeah, in terms of um, in the, the term, I think, is cost engineering for uh, for taking out... Uh, uh, the, the, the chocolate, I suppose. But Lear, we have been really firm on that. So we, we've kept our, our products at the same uh, le- levels as they were last year in terms of weight. And um, if anything, we've, on the shelf, we've come down in price. So we, we were very competitive with an eight euro, 10 euro for an egg, um, which is really strong on a price front. So we haven't actually had to cost engineer. We've just been, I suppose, creative. And we've taken a view, I suppose, on, on the importance of keeping it at a fair price the customer so they get a, a, a good value experience mm. um, so, so that's been really important to us and in the future yeah price inflation it's it's an ongoing thing and every I think supplier and every part of the supply chain seems to be impacted by it mm. uh, and every month and every so on we, we, we're constantly facing a new set of prices so it, it is a real challenge um, we're, we're trying to I think minimise our exposure to it um, so that's looking as much as we can towards local suppliers um, and avoiding as well as big journey times for the packaging and for the raw materials. Um, but also we're, we're super conscious that people don't have that extra disposable income. So we want to make our products as, as affordable and as good value as possible. So that is, you know, we're, we're managing our, our development mm. around that. It's been a perfect storm, hasn't it, really, from Brexit to start off with, uh, then the pandemic, and of course this horrible war. So uh, you, would you say a, a combination of all three fierce pressures on business? Oh, super challenging, super challenging. And I, I'm sure it's not just Lear, it's across um, a huge amount of, of businesses. Um, yeah, it, it's been, I think any one of those um issues in a given year would be a tough challenge mm. but to have them all together um, just compounds it um, so yeah I mean one one I think touch point on that is our packaging normally would take four to six weeks to arrive to us and uh, it's now taking up to 25 30 weeks which is super pressurised on us when so much of our business is seasonal um, so yeah it's, it's really difficult um, but in spite of all that I think look we have a great team in there um, great skills great attitude really resilient and I feel if we could survive the last 18 months then uh, the future is looking bright mm. so we, we've, we've proven that You mentioned raw materials and local suppliers which you try to involve as much as you can but the basic chocolate product where does that come from? We would source predominantly from a, a supplier in Belgium um, called Perry Calibre and we would take a raw material chocolate in from them it comes in in a tank format or part processed and then we would add our, add our magic to it uh, in factory here and we would um, maybe put inclusions on it or put it through different moulds, different sprays, different finishes. Um, really, we've quite an artisan production in there, so we would be able to um, do beautiful high-end chocolates to a, a really good scale so that it can be out on the shelves in most supermarkets. Mm. The uh, different types of chocolate, dark chocolate, you know, the milk chocolate, white chocolate, what are we like as consumers of the white chocolate? It is still the, the, the laggers of the, the three. Um, it's, it's, I'd say, in around 5% of, of the total chocolate that we would do. Um, what's coming through, this blonde chocolate, which is um, it, it's, uh, like a caramac-type chocolate, really beautiful. And that is a new chocolate that's coming through um, and almost taking over from white. Milk is still predominant, without doubt. I think we all, universally, it seems to be the, um, the most enjoy chocolate and then dark would be 
growing because of the health benefits, um, but it's still, I would say, 15%, 20% if I was to pick a number on it. Mm. And uh, exporting-wise, you mentioned there you go under your own uh, label, of course, and, and you manufacture for others. You mentioned, of course, Baileys and Guinness there, very familiar. What about, you know, Russia and Ukraine? Because Russia, I take it, would be an expert, export market of yours and uh, and Ukraine as well. What's your stance on that? Yeah, we had... Um, we have really high hopes for the Russian market before uh, the war happened, and we have actually pinned a lot of growth in that region. Um, unfortunately, with the current war, we've taken a view, and we're not going to trade at Russia for the moment um, until, I guess, we, we see what the future holds. And even if we wanted to, the realities of trade are just too difficult. There's zero money between uh, Russia and, and Europe, so it's very hard to get payments. And also getting samples and stock in, it's almost impossible. So the actual trade barrier will prevent us, but we've, we've taken a position on Russia. Anyway, and I do have sympathy for the innocent Russians. I mean, work with a, a Russian distributor there. He's Danish originally, and he's really caught in the crossfire on, on this. He doesn't agree with um, what's happening, and yet he's the, uh, a victim of it. Um, and obviously with Ukraine, I mean, that's massive empathy for um, everybody there. And I, I, we have a distributor in Ukraine, and I mean, just for example, he had a really, really successful thriving business and overnight it's gone and he was hiding in a in a basement of his cousin's house in rural Ukraine trying to coordinate trucks while his warehouse was being ransacked so it's a really terrible situation um, but we as a business have, have tried to help as much as we can um, we're donating and we're trying to assist with the Ukrainians that come into Ireland yes. in whatever shape or form so that's just a yeah it's really it's not nice for anyone on this. No, no. Good on you. Thanks indeed for uh, filling us in on that there. Uh, last question. Is it too late online or will you guarantee delivery for Easter? Oh, I don't commit to that. <laughs> I think we are just at... I, was, I looked at an email this morning to say 12 o'clock is cut off midday. Okay. So, um, okay. I won't commit, but what I would say is if you can get down to your local supermarket, you'll see some little Bailey's Guinness eggs and... Yeah, just check them out. And if you don't decide to buy us, buy Irish. Um, but I wish everyone a happy Easter. Thank you so much for joining me, Simon, today. Thank you very much for having me on, John. Not Cheers. at all. Take care of yourself. Bye yes, bye. take care. Like a uh, local chocolatier there, Lear Chocolates, based here in the northeast. Interesting, isn't it? And, uh, of course, people love them. They really do love them. Simon O'Keefe there, Head of Sales, joining us on the show. I have a little... Um, I have an egg from Lear. I have an egg and something else as well. Would you like it? I'd like to give it away to uh, somebody this afternoon on the show. If you were listening intently to the conversation there, we mentioned different uh, innovations and new eggs, etc. Well, Simon mentioned them there, but he mentioned a brand of cream liqueur that they incorporate into their eggs. Now, an Irish brand of cream liqueur incorporated into a Lear chocolate egg What's the name of that brand, please? To 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. And we'll pick someone for an eggy before the end of the show. You're with Late Lunch on LM. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
FM radio still to come this afternoon. My soundtrack from A Star Is Born. I have another cracker there for you. And 007, yes, James Bond. Mark Cahill has something very interesting to tell us a little bit later on the show. Anyone for you, George Ezra, on your late lunch this Wednesday afternoon. I always think of Only Fools and Horses when I see the title of that song. It's only a new one from Ezra, but it puts me in mind of Fools and Horses. Do you remember when Dell was going to meet Raquel for the first time and he had a massive bunch of flowers into uh, the main railway station, I think it was in London, and uh, he went up to this lady who he thought was Raquel. Uh, but of course she was a lady of the night. And uh, he copped it on quick enough. She says, are those flowers for me, darling? I think that was the line. He says, no, get lost. And she was hanging on him then. And uh, he said to her, you're not Raquel. And she says back to him, I can be anyone you want to be, baby. (laughs) Always think of that line and that title of that song reminds me of it. You're at late lunch this Wednesday afternoon. My God, I uh, mentioned the weekend there, the uh, sporting weekend we had, well, midweek this week, and the wonderful sport continues. Well done to the Irish ladies last night. They got a fantastic draw in Sweden. Katie McCabe scoring the goal for them. In fact, they might have won the game. And Sweden, our top international side, looks like we're making progress at last under Vera Pau uh, but I watched the Champions League game later on between Real Madrid and Chelsea now I am not a Chelsea fan of the football club uh, full stop but I was actually cheering for them last night because I thought they were absolutely brilliant against Real Madrid and really such a game it went to extra time Chelsea were 3-1 down from the first leg and scored two to level the tie went ahead and it's a couple of dubious decisions and they had some great chances but Real got a goal and sent it into extra time and then won it in extra time it was one of the most fantastic games I've watched in a long time and what a level of football and when you follow Arsenal Arsenal when you follow Arsenal for your sins you understand how far the Gunners have fallen behind the top clubs in Europe and another sting in the tail for the men in red and white from North London last night was of course Villarreal knocking out many people's favourites for the Champions League Bayern Munich great to see Munich go out great going for 10 leagues in a row in Germany what nonsense that's not sport there has to be change 10 in a row boring boring Bayern and they got their comeuppance last night from Villarreal little Villarreal in Spain managed by who? Dick Emery yes Unai Emery the former Arsenal manager oh he won 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 the uh, Europa League last year uh, with them it's the third time he's won it knocked out Bayern last night semi-final of the Champions League Arsenal acted too hastily Far too hastily. Honestly, they did. But there you go. There's people paid millions to make decisions like that. And whether you're paid millions or a few euro, if you get it wrong, the consequences are, well, they're far reaching for the Arsenal and the Gunners at this stage, I have to say. But commiserations, Chelsea. You gave it all last night. Wasn't to be tonight. Looking forward to the big games tonight. Man City. Tough one they have. Atletico Madrid and Liverpool. Well, they should be home and hose, shouldn't they? Uh, 3-1 up. You never know, though, in this competition. They're going for gold here and there's no holding back. And it's great to see the latter stages of the competition is wonderful. Those group stages and non-event games, they just bore you silly. But this stage of the competition, haha, the business end, you just can't beat it. Long may it continue. Wonderful football on the television last evening. Uh, getting your messages in on the Lear chocolates. I have a neg or maybe two to give away on late lunch today. Uh, I was talking earlier on to Simon O'Keefe, head of sales. I will, I'll just once more. Um, the question today for the Easter egg is... Uh, we were chatting about one of the brands of eggs and it's based on a famous Irish liqueur. Lear Chocolate's famous Irish liqueur egg. What is the uh, liqueur we're talking about and the egg type, of course? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text and we'll let you know who's going to enjoy the chocolate before the end of the show today. After the break, we're staying with... Food, more nutrition, because dietitian Dr. Mary McCreary is joining me. And, you know, she's not against the luxuries in life, like the Easter chocolate or the eggs or that. 
But she's adamant that good nutrition is essential. And at the moment, with a tight squeeze on everybody and budgets at home, well, perhaps people are looking at cheaper alternatives for food. We're going to chat about it next. Now, we were talking Easter eggs and enjoying chocolate at this time of the year, a little earlier on the show with Simon O'Keefe from Lear Chocolates. Uh, back with us on Late Lunch now. Love chatting to our is dietitian, Dr. Mary McCreary. Hello, Mary. Hello and good afternoon. Thank you for joining me again. Well, Mary, you're not going to be a party pooper this Easter time, are you? Treats and treats in moderation are fine, aren't they? Absolutely, one hundred percent. As the saying goes, a little bit of uh, a little bit of everything does you good. And I suppose, really, what today's uh, discussion is all about is that chocolate is definitely not considered a plant food, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But coming up to Easter, certainly, you know, um, everybody should be able to enjoy it and um, just enjoy all the traditional. There's a lot of the traditional Easter foods that have disappeared, things like Simnel cake and things like that, um, which I'm sure your grandmother might have made or has been around in your family. But um, yes, so enjoy Easter. I saw Mary Berry making a Simnel cake on television. I think it was Monday or Tuesday evening and it did bring me back, Mary, for sure. Great I Easter know. traditions. Yeah. Oh, right. I, I'm sorry. I missed that. And yeah. that yeah. Because a lot of people even you'd say to them Simnel cake and they wouldn't even actually know what you were talking yes. about. So yes. I must look on that. On, uh, do, the, do, do. It's there. And, and, and you know Mary herself. She's a genius, a real genius. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Now, plant-based foods, just before we get on to those, just in a general sense, Mary, and I've, I've seen this doing the rounds in recent times and, and I'm sure you've heard it as well because of the squeeze on family budgets and the cost of energy you know yourself and everything else when it comes to the weekly shop uh, including plant-based foods and all else people have to you know um, tighten the belt a bit is there a danger that you know cheaper alternatives that don't do as much for us nutritionally will slip in there Th- that wouldn't be a good thing would it? Well, I suppose I have to just think about that a minute now because basically the way I would look at it as a dietitian nutritionist Mm. is that to get a well-balanced diet, you don't have to spend an awful lot of money. Right. Um, And what we're talking about today is the plant-based foods. And what we're talking about there is things like um, vegetables and fruits not just something that comes, uh, like that doesn't have any meat or dairy products yeah. in it. Now, if you're looking at plant-based foods, what is also included in that is things like beans and lentils. So mm. we're talking about chickpeas and chickpeas, lentils that you can soak, dried peas, dried beans, any of those which are really, really inexpensive. So if you're making, say, something like a spaghetti bolognese, yep. You use a certain amount of meat in it, but to but to spread and to, really you can stretch it out. Yeah, bulk it. Using an awful lot of beans and chickpeas, and the tins of those are really really inexpensive, and most people like them. It's very rare that you find somebody to say they doesn't like them. So these type of foods, and if, uh, it, from the research, and this is based on some research that was done by Yakult, um, what it was showing is that. The diversity in the Irish diet is actually quite limited in that where we're meant to have 30 of these plant-based foods on a weekly basis, the average Irish diet is only taking about 10. Okay. But, but just to clarify, when we're talking about plant-based foods, we are talking about fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, um, things that are in as near their natural um their, their natural state yes. as possible. So it's not foods that are mixed in with other ingredients that happen to come from a plant. This is the foods that are in their as natural state as possible. Yeah. And the reason why we, we promote them is that they contain a, a compound in these foods in almost a raw state called polyphenols, mm. which will enhance the growth of bacteria that's normally present in your gut. Yes. So the the research in the last couple of years has been very, very positive about the relationship between our gut health and our overall general health and well-being. And, you know, there's, there's a lot more research to come as well. But even as we know it, we do know that there is a protective effect of bioactive compounds that we're going to get in the plants that are biologically active. And your point is well made there. These foods, and, and I, that is a fact, you know, fruit and vegetables and uh, the nuts and whole grains and stuff like that, 
they aren't expensive. They shouldn't, you know, they, they won't break the budget and there should be no real uh, burden on budgets there, family budgets for mealtime uh, going uh, down this road. Here's the other thing, Mary. Um, where do you stand on tinned and frozen? They're perfect. And that's the irony is that people have this idea that frozen vegetables and frozen fruit are not as good as the fresh variety. But nutritionally, they actually are because they're usually frozen very, very quickly. So they retain an awful lot of their nutrient um, content. So don't be afraid to use frozen vegetables, frozen fruits that you can make into smoothies or puddings like raspberries and blackberries. And um, But to also make sure you use the ones that are in season, like rhubarb. Obviously, during the summer, we always get an abundance of strawberries here. Most, A lot of people have plum trees in their back garden. Um, and then when we go into the autumn, we get an abundance of things like the root vegetables, the parsnips, the carrots. Um, so to obviously use the ones that are in season when you can, but there's nothing wrong in using fresh, frozen or tinned fruits and vegetables. So again, go for the ones that, um, they're, they're like a big, large packet of frozen peas is not an expensive item in your weekly shop. Mm. But to add it into even something like a shepherd's pie and to add that in. Yes. So these, these plant foods that we're talking about as dietitians is stuff that we're advising people to add in and not to replace. So there's no need to replace anything. It's to add them into what we're already eating so it can stretch it out. So things like buying big bags of vegetable mix um, and whatever old vegetables that you haven't used up in the fridge, you throw them in and you make the soups and that way you're making sure you include them on a daily basis. No. It's also about getting as many different colours as you can. The rainbow. Eat the, the rainbow. rainbow. Isn't yeah, that what they say? Yeah. Exactly it. Eat the rainbow. So as many different colours as you can. So say again, go back to your spaghetti bolognese. You have your onions, you have your red peppers, you have your mushrooms, you have your garlic. Um, you know, there's lots of different things that vegetables that are not expensive vegetables get actually thrown into a dish like that. Mm. Now, come back to the gut and good gut health, as you say, uh, more research coming to the fore all the time on this. And it is a huge part of keeping us well and healthy. What are you talking about there? Fermented foods, uh, yogurts, stuff like that? Um, well, we have two. We have what's called the prebiotics, which are the food. So it's literally you're feeding the bacteria that are in your gut. So you're looking at the prebiotics, which are found in things like apples and bananas and garlic and onions. Um, and then you have the fermented food, which, as you mentioned, there is like your yogurt, your yakult, um, um, miso, uh, sauerkraut, any of those sort of pickled type of foods. And um, they all enhance the good bacteria that naturally live in your gut. So all of them have been found to be really, really beneficial to our overall health and well-being. So the combination of all of them. Yeah, I'm a big fan of kefir. I think I mentioned that to you before. And, oh, yeah. Uh, right. I make yes. my own, thanks to Nikki Kyler, organic gardener. She gave me the, the little nuts to start off and I just keep making it every week. And I found it, I have to say, I found it very beneficial myself, Mary. And and there you have it, is that you've discovered how to make it, but you've also discovered it's very, very inexpensive. Yes, yes. And it's just a question, I think, maybe of people just learning um, even things like planting herbs in your garden um, and which and, and planting some vegetables in, in your garden as well. Things like ones that are easy to grow here in Ireland, even if you have um, a greenhouse or something like yes. that. But, you know, I think as as a nation that you're either into it or you're not into it. And certainly in in sort of um, urban areas, if they take up so little space that you can actually put them into a very, very small garden. Mm. Um, and it's, it's, it's an inexpensive way of trying to get things as well. And even putting things like apple trees and pear trees and plum trees in your back garden, if you can, and then using the fruits of those Breathe them yourself uh, so that you can use them in puddings, you know, throughout the year. Yes. Yeah. And they're there and they come again every year and they don't take too much care either. Just a couple of uh, little asides from from this uh, new research. Uh, Interesting from an Irish point of view, two fifths of us enjoy a different evening meal each day of the week. Is that decent? You know, two fifths on an international average. Are we laggards? Are we lagging behind? 
Um, of all the things that came out by these, that research, that was the thing that I was actually most surprised about because I always thought most people had a different dinner every night of the mm. week. Um, and to find that only two-fifths of us, so it means that three-fifths actually have more or less the same food every single night. So what is that about? Is that just laziness? Is it just lack of ability? There's lots and lots of recipes. And if you want to go onto the Yakult website, um, they do have a lot of recipes on that. It's literally yakult.ie on how to incorporate these plant foods into your day-to-day diet. Okay. But that, that, that small number, now, this is only after starting uh, talking to people about it. And a lot of single people said to me that they batch cook, yeah. which is absolutely fine. And it's great that you do have a proper dinner. But again, even if you do, if you batch cook sort of the main part, but you change the vegetables every night, that in itself would go a long way. Yes. So even if you had frozen peas one night and you had broccoli another night and you had frozen green beans another night. It doesn't matter that they're frozen. Um, But even just to change that one thing, which would give you, because each one is going to give you something slightly different. Mm. And I have to put my hands up. I I do. uh, Thank God we do vary every single day and it's great. Uh, You could probably set the the clock by us on the calendar because we usually have the same thing on each day of the week. But they are different and we are varying for sure. But here's the thing. Guilty, Mary, guilty. Same breakfast every single day. A slice of toast and a mug of tea. Well, the way to change that would be to start including something like a fruit juice or a smoothie. So say like you'd have orange juice one morning, apple juice another morning, cranberry another morning, and make up the smoothie when you're at home on the weekends, as I say, with your frozen veg. So even to include a different glass of fruit juice, and that would count then as well. Oh, you've given me the handy way out. Thanks for that, Mary. I, I do appreciate it. But to, just to finish today, ice cream, wine and biscuits, they don't count no, towards plant-based no. foods. I'm afraid not. They don't count as um, plant foods. Uh, we do get some antioxidants in the red wine, um, but it's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the phytochemicals and the availability of the bioactive compounds that are in these uh, fruits and vegetables and seeds and nuts and things. Mary, always lovely to talk to you. Thanks for the sound advice. Not at all. Thank you and a good afternoon. Happy Easter. Take care. Dr Mary McCreary there, dietitian, speaking to us on Late Lunch today. With sound advice, you, we are what we eat. There's no doubt about it. That is a, a, a truism, a real truism. And if you don't eat in moderation and balance in things, well, it puts lots of other things out of kilter. Good food, you can't beat it. Mr Paul Young. And every time you go away, still so great all these years later. I remember the first time I saw Paul Young in concert, he was uh, the lead in a band called Q-Tips. Anyone remember Q-Tips, Paul Young? Uh, they played Kildare. I think it was Straffan it was. It was Kildare anyway. Uh, support to, to the police. The police, when the police were huge, Q-Tip supported them. And I remember being at that gig many, many moons ago. First time I came across them. They were terrific Q-Tips. I think I've one of their albums stuck in me attic somewhere, even at this stage. What about those murders in Sligo? My God, it's shocking, isn't it? Any murder is shocking, but two in the space of 24 hours of men in their own homes. And the communities over there are absolutely shocked. I was just thinking that in Ireland, murder was unheard of when I was growing up and when I was in my teens, 20s. Murder was unheard of, really unheard of. It was a murder. It was sensational news. Now, well, every day, the uh, gangs and what went on there, but these other two murders. I see there's a woman in Dublin. Her body's been found this afternoon as well. And it's suspicious circumstances. It's just par for the course now. And shocking to think that that is the case. It really, really is. We think of those families and uh, relatives of those men who were lost their lives in awful circumstances. But um, it just shows you. Change times, really, really change times here in Ireland where murder is a uh, commonplace in the country. I see the Kremlin has come out and uh, attacked Joe Biden, who described Russia's 
Ukraine invasion as genocide. And all they say, oh, they, they've rejected this categorically. They can say what they like. They've gone into a, a sovereign country with full military force and what has happened. They've just destroyed tracts of that country, killed thousands and thousands of innocent civilians and they can talk nonsense all they want and quote fake news. They're cutting absolutely nobody. They need to be called out and called out honestly. And that is honesty. War crimes, genocide, rape, murder, you name it. That's what's going on in Ukraine. We see the pictures. The brave journalists are in there feeding it back to us. There's nothing fake about it, I have to say. Stop the war. I condemn it unreservedly. Stop the war, please. I was chatting to Simon O'Keefe uh, from Lear Chocolates earlier on the show. I have an egg and something else as well to give away on the show today. Thank you to everybody who WhatsApp or text us in. So many. And the answer I was looking for was Bailey's. Yes, they do a beautiful Bailey's egg. And uh, the gift from Lear on late lunch this afternoon is going to Moira Byrne in Slane. We'll be in touch, Moira, to make the arrangements. Enjoy your Lear chocolate egg and more this Easter time. Now I move on with my soundtrack from a movie this week. And the movie is A Star Is Born, the fourth remake and the best in 2018. Did you know that the soundtrack sold more than 6 million copies around the world and was nominated, very unusually, for a Grammy in two successive years? Very uh, uh, unusual indeed, but understandable, it's so brilliant. The lead single, Shallow, is also one of the best-selling singles of all time. I'm keeping it till tomorrow, to be honest with you. Director and star Bradley Cooper approached Lucas Nelson. Now, when you mention Nelson in music terms, yes, he's the son of country music legend Willie Nelson to work on the musical side of things on the movie. Nelson sat down with Lady Gaga and began writing songs uh, for the score. And what emerged was simply outstanding. The album eventually comprised 19 songs and was released in October 2018 to coincide with the general release of the movie uh, in cinemas. Today on Late Lunch, here's another memorable number from A Star Is Born featuring the one and only Lady Gaga. I can't believe the things you say Right now I wish that you would try Try to stay near me Try to be near me Before I cry Wanted to say Would you try And stop me Before I cry Ah, the wonderful Lady Gaga from my soundtrack from the movie A Star Is Born on your late lunch this afternoon. She is just something else. She really is. Anyway, we'll conclude uh, my week of A Star Is Born tomorrow on Late Lunch Round about this time with the big song, of course. Up next, from Gaga to Bond. Makes me smile every time. You do know I'm a massive James Bond fan and I am so delighted to have a chat with my next guest because you see award-winning producer, arranger and composer Mark Cahill is bringing something really special to the solstice on the 21st of April. Mark, good afternoon. Hey, Jerry, how's it going? Really, really good. Well, this has been a long time in the planning, Mark. Oh, my God, yeah. Actually, almost five years since I actually start arranging the pieces, would you believe? Mm. Um, so, but I suppose I worked a lot of... I worked a lot in the, in the background with the with the tracks. And then, obviously, we had announced our first date and put sure, something called COVID hit and we weren't allowed to do it. Yes, but you know, as they say in that famous saying, it's worth waiting for and it's happening on the 21st of April. Mark, let me ask you this. How, you know, from the repertoire do you pick? Oh, it it, it was the hardest part, to be honest with you. We sat down and we listened to every song and... You know what, Jerry? There's not one bad Bond song. They're all incredible. Like, they all have their own. They all have their own thing going on. But I suppose we went for the for the big hits. We went for the ones that we, I suppose, we felt people would be familiar with. 
Yes. Um, so, and then we've we've handpicked three singers um, to, to 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 sing them all night. You know, so we have Amy Penston as a singer from Dublin. We have Margot Daly, and we have Kevin Fagan, a local guy here in Navan. Yeah. Yeah, and a um, great lineup of voices, and of course, uh, behind any great uh, oh. trio of voices, there has to be an ensemble. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so before long before all this, I decided, you know what, I, I wanted to create my own customized orchestra to do this concert. Um, so I've created my own orchestra. It's called the, the Irish Film Harmonic Orchestra, um, and it, it, it covers all of this, the, the that lush sound that we all know from Bond movies: big strings and brass and woodwind. And we have a rock and roll band. And the big thing, actually, as well, we've added to it is uh, it's it's in seven point one surround sound, Jerry, which is something people don't hear live. Mm. This you know, is um, this is going to blow you away, folks. I'm not joking it, you. It really is. It is. It is. We did a rehearsal last night, you know, and uh, Eamon Duffy, actually, that works at the centre. Eamon is involved. He's our narrator and presenter on the night. And, um, you know, I turned around to Eamon and I said, you know what, I, I wish I was at this gig. I don't want to be on the stage. That's <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. And they were making jokes like, you know, is Mark going to walk off stage and just disappear because he wants to, you know, listen to it and not be on it. <laughs> yeah, my. And, and that says so much for it. But coming back to the arrangements mm. and all the hours mm. and time you've put in, you know, sure. when when you're working with classic and so well-known themes, mm. is the challenge even greater, Mark? It is, because obviously they're just they're iconic themes, you know. Mm. And, and even if you're not into music, you know the minute you hear a motif or a melody or you know the brass sound from a Bond movie. And obviously I had to honour that. I couldn't... I couldn't change that, Jerry. You know, you yes. couldn't. You had to. We had to use the obvious sounds, but I did add some extras to it, and we had a few surprises throughout the night. And obviously, you know, I've 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 updated the arrangements uh, to suit to suit that whole seven point yeah. one experience too. You know, and this is the beginning of something that's going to go on. This is the mm. uh, the premiere, let's say, Mark. It is. Yes, yeah, it's, it's our debut concert. It's the premiere, and we have we have. Promoters coming from all over to to watch it, and a lot of lot of curious people coming to see. You know what is this, and and what, well, we are filming it too, so we might be able to put some nuggets out. Mm. You know, a couple of weeks after on the page, and uh, yeah. So there's a lot of lot of people intrigued by it, I suppose, because we've we've relaunched how the music is done. We've all heard James Bond bands and tribute acts, and they're all amazing and they're the finest musicians on them. I suppose what we've done is we've inserted the multimedia experience along with the live musicians. So there's screens, there's speakers all around you and yeah this is the first this is the first time we've done it you know <laughs> it's uh, going to rock Navin for sure this is uh, going to reverberate they're going to be looking from outer space you know what I mean well, and they'll well, see I'm this hoping, I'm hoping that and funny enough actually we have some of these massive lights outside the venue uh, that are going to we call them the, the Batman searchlights the, the people will see the, the, you know the lights from, from afar and, and don't forget the, the venue is actually only 30 seconds away from where Pierce uh, Brosnan grew up true the big yeah. link there, the big local mm. link with 007. Hey, I just looked at your phone number. I won't give it out, but the last three, <laughs> the last three digits are 007. Is that a coincidence? Oh my, totally coincidence. I've had that number long before I, I decided to do the show and it's funny, any time I give someone my number they're like, really? You, you actually have a number ending with 007? So, uh, yeah, pure, pure coincidence but you know what, if I decide to sell the brand after 10 years, I might sell my number with it. You know? <laughs> Listen, hold on to it. Just quick fire questions before you go your favourite Bond I know you pre- mentioned Pierce Brosnan there who is your favourite person to portray well, Bond you know what all this time for years it was Sean Connery but I yeah. watched all the movies again just to kind of get me get myself in his own do you know what Roger Moore I actually have to say it. I loved Roger Moore in the movies yeah I couldn't disagree with you there favourite movie number one if you had to pick one of the movies um, actually probably not the Roger Moore one I, I think uh for me, actually, the, the, the newest, the Casino Royale, yes. I still go back to loving that one. They're oh, all great, you know. Yeah. You love them yourself. I love them. I have every one of them. And yeah. which of the theme songs, I'm putting you on the spot here, and it's unfair, yeah. probably, if you were to pick one. Do you know what? Uh, Thunderball is incredible. Oh, yes. I just love it. Like, Tom Jones. Oh, my God. Like, we, we, we rehearsed it the other night, and listen to it live with all the, the instruments. It's like, oh. And even when you listen to the original version, it's a timeless sound, and Tom Jones just... 
blows it out of the water. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're terrific. all great. They're all yeah. great, Jerry. Where do you where do you start? You know. Well, where do you start or where do you begin? Anyway, we're going to end today in a moment. Uh, I'm just going to tell them what's coming up tomorrow. But we're going to end with a Roger Moore movie theme. How about that? We're on the one wavelength yeah, here. There you go. So we there are. You go. Mark, no, tickets. That. That's just, great, Jerry. Just before no, you... We're looking forward to it. And yeah. We have a few tickets left on the night. Just to let people know there's a few left. And it's in the solstice next. Okay. Next Thursday, the 24th. The 24th. Can you get the tickets from the solstice? Yeah, you can get them on online on the Solstice website and then the Lovely. Just type in Solstice Theatre. Lovely. Have, yeah. Wish yeah. you well with it. Thanks for joining Thanks me, Mark. Much, really appreciate it. God soon. bless you. Thanks Take care now. Take care. Bye-bye. 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 The brilliant Mark Cahill there. That is a night not to be missed. And our own Eamon Duffy is the compare. Coming up tomorrow on Late Lunch, Women With Opinions, Niall Hatch is back with us, our visitors from Africa, our feathered friends, Rick Cronje does the Easter wines and Tara Walker completes her spring dishes in the kitchen all on your late lunch tomorrow afternoon eddie caffrey's coming next with the drive but yes we leave you today the big show april 21st in the solstice bond yes it's carly simon from yes you know the movie see you tomorrow Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drada, Dundalk and Cavan. Check out the new sporty and spacious Renault Arcana in petrol and full hybrid. Guaranteed delivery, low AP or finance and 48-hour test drive. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.